before we start the show, we just want to let you know we're a part of Bard Rock Network, sponsored by Dragon Master Games. Dragon Master Games is a local game store with an online storefront where you can get TTRPG products and collectibles, including trading cards. Just go to their website in the show notes and write in the comments, Bard Rock Network sent you. You can also support the network by subscribing to our Patreon or Ko-fi to access network-wide bonus content, get shoutouts on network shows, receive network swag, and get invited to our several annual community game nights. Anyway, on with the show. Whispers, uh, the actual playbook club. I'm your host, Marty, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Vicky. Say hello. Hello. And today we have a special guest, uh, a good friend of mine, Colin Hop of Wayfaring Strangers. Say hello, Colin. Hello, hello, hi, hi. As I just said, uh, today's episode we'll be talking about Wayfaring Strangers, a, an actual play uh, podcast put on by members of prog rock group Winter Wayfarer. Vicky, do you want to go into the uh, fun details? Do you have good notes? Uh, wow. I was hoping you'd be able to <laughs> tell me all about this. No, nah, I'm putting you on the spot. Here we go. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> okay, that is fine. <laughs> I will let you go. <laughs> uh, so Wayfaring Strangers uh, first premiered in March of 2021. Uh, it stars myself, Marty Balmer, as Gluzo, Colin Hop as Rory, Jake Garrett as Zario Naharis, Eldon Warner as Sprout and Hugh William Foster, and Ryan Vandevet as the DM. Currently, Wayfaring Strangers has released 10 episodes of a full campaign and a two-part miniseries called The Crystalline Cavern, uh, with more on the way. Yeah, you still don't know Rory's last name. <laughs> I Did I say it? I hope I didn't say it. You didn't say it. Okay. I'm glad you didn't. Okay, no, it's still it's, it's in my notes somewhere because it's on your character sheet and I've seen it, but it's a secret. Nobody in the in the game has even asked. That's true. <laughs> Gluzo also has a last name that we uh have never talked about. That's fair. <laughs> Fun. That's hey, fair. We just we're, we're know just it. uh inside scoop right off the bat. How how do you Straight like that? Straight off. Straight in um, with the secrets. So, yeah, I guess we can get into uh, just kind of how we started the show uh, just as a whole. Uh, mm-hmm. It was March of 2020, uh, so yeah. prime COVID time, and the five of us at the time were uh, stuck at home, not doing anything, and I said, hey, I want to teach you guys how to play D&D. <laughs> So we actually yeah. uh, had started, I had DM'd a home game for, I want to say like four sessions. And I said, I'm not having fun DMing. I'm not a DM. Okay. So Ryan actually took over DMing and we decided that we wanted to record this. And now here we are uh, with a with a full podcast. Yeah, the fun the fun thing about that was how I mean Jake as well, but me and Jake were both very new to D and D, and actually, if I could even back you up just a little further, we in in twenty nineteen, I I would imagine, um, I think it was fall 
we played a show over up in Mankato, um, Minnesota. So that was actually like mine and Jake's first glimpse into actually playing any D&D. We kind of just did like a little, I guess it was realistically, it was you starting that campaign or whatever that Uh, you started DMing. That was the beginning of that. I had found a one shot on Google. And we were in an uh, we were in an RV going down the highway from okay. <laughs> on the way home from Mankato, Minnesota. Wow! And uh, we sat that we sat down and we played D and D for the first time in no an way. RV going down the road. <laughs> yeah, mobile D and D. That's amazing. I if we had more of a budget, we could make that a another uh, series. It's just us playing D and D while moving while, while we're while we're in a moving vehicle. <laughs> That that's that's good audio. That you it's know, just all that road for marketing noise. though. That's all it's about. It's yeah. a good USP to be fair. It's 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 a good idea. <laughs> but we yeah, have roads in the states. I, so I had originally use like thought because I had had the idea of like doing getting the guys to play D and D like because mm-hmm. I joined uh, Winter Wayfarer in April of 2019 and. I had kind of broached the subject of D&D a couple of times and I, w- I wasn't like, I guess, asking seriously at the time until like it was either Colin or Jake was like, are we going to do that? And I was like, oh, you guys, and actually, I d- you wanted to do that. I can't remember if I even knew that, like, because I'd known Ryan, me and me and Ryan uh, have known each other for a really long time. Um, like, I mean, Marty and I and Jake are all in the same graduating class. Ryan's a couple years younger than us, but I've, I've known Ryan my whole life. Um, uh, both of our dads, um, were in law enforcement. I mean, my dad's retired now. Uh Um, but like we knew each other that way, um, in the same town. And, um, I don't even know if I knew that he played D and D for as long as he has. Um, and then, uh, kind of a side subject jump. Um, so Eldon, um joined the band um later than marty um another kind of funny small world story about how how uh he kind of came around and how we know him but um that is not important to what i'm about to say (laughs) but uh just so happens too that eldon is a freak of D &D and uh is wonderful at that so it just it worked out that he joined too and and uh the timing is perfect. Fantastic. Eldon was also Eldon was also like the person that got me into D and D because uh, uh, we went to college yeah. together, and uh, he we were at lunch one day and he was like telling me he was like oh I've I've got D and D tonight and I was like you play D and D because this was like in my uh, period of like nerd status where I was like all right I'm a nerd because mm-hmm. X Y and Z but I'm never gonna like play D and D or do all that other mm-hmm. crazy stuff. And then Eldon was like, yeah, I'm playing and uh, I've got this group of guys from like the track team or whatever and we play and it's a it's a blast. Oh. And I was like, track team. Track yeah, team. <laughs> track team D&D. Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, invited me to his house like on the night that they were doing their final session of a campaign and I was sitting there watching them wow. and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and, the the they would do like a campaign basically per semester while we were while we were at okay. university yeah and so like for the next semester they invited me to play and it's been a wrap from then on i've been hooked 
<laughs> I feel like I need to explain how and why I got into D and D. I mean, the how Absolutely. is obvious because we're in a band together, and that was you know you explained that you brought that to us, Marty. But I think the thing that really intrigued me uh, about getting into D and D because I'm like I used I, like I played video games from when I was literally a year old on a computer, and then I kind of fell off of the whole video game thing when I was like a senior in high school around 2013, 2014. Mm. Um, I sold an Xbox so I could do more music. Um, and so it's, I, I still have some ways to play video games, but I just never do. Um, so that's like the gaming side of me or about as, as, as I guess if we want to use the, the buzzword nerd, um, that's <laughs> about as nerdy as I really got was just playing video games. Um, from there, it was really just like I've I've always been um, into art, like fine arts and stuff was more of my upbringing artistically, uh, which moved to music. And um, I think the thing that intrigued me the most about D&D &D and why I even felt like almost a need to, to explore that was just the idea of role playing. Um, you know, as a blanket term, just the role playing side of it was like, okay, well, I can, I can act. Like, I've never really had any, I've never pushed myself to like do anything with acting um, necessarily. There's been some tiny couple little things where I actually technically have, I suppose, but it was more of a live setting. Uh -huh. um, but uh, yeah, outside of that, it was just, it's really the, the role playing side of it. So, like, the mechanics, I'm still, I still suck at the mechanics and I'm trying to, learn more of that because I um, like the world building and the role playing side of it and just creating and, and that kind of thing. So I am working on like my own sort of universe and, and all that stuff if I ever do get around to DMing and it's okay. Marty Marty knows how, how stupid it's weird <laughs> I am about building things out. So oh, yeah. um, He's, uh, I like the lore and, and all that. So, but yeah, it's the, it's the creative element for me. It's like, yeah. um, I, I'm not I don't play board games like I generally speaking that kind of stuff kind of turns me off because I'm just like you know the meme of the cat with the synth in the background and he's spacing off um it's that's me like when people explain anything even in D&D &D, when people explain like how how something works I'm just like I I heard every single word you said and I just forgot all of it no. so that's that's me but it's it's the creativity in it that really attracts me that's awesome. That's brilliant. Uh, hearing that there's, I was going to say that I'm just going off on a small tangent, but there are different players that you see player archetypes in D and D, and the best one to always get is the one that really loves the lore, mm -hmm. the creative ones, because they'll come up with some amazing stuff. The the ones who are like all into the um the sort of ones that I call the gamer, the ones that are into the min maxing and the numbers it's it's the other ones it's the ones who never quite grasp quite to grasp the how everything works but they know the law they know the world building those are the ones i love and i love playing mm. with those guys there's there's a lot of like uh stuff that got kind of cut on the on the cutting room floor of uh, mm. trying to remind colin which one's the d8 and which one's the <laughs> d6 yeah e even i don't look even at them like enough some of our more recent stuff and it's like mm. no Actually, funny story that just happened the night before this recording session. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're making characters for just like a home game that we're going to play just to keep I do them. have an explanation for it, too. 
when we get to it. Um, so we're making characters for just a home game that we're not even going to record. We're just going to just to like get you know back into the swing back of things because it. yeah. it's been a while. Hmm. Um, but uh, Colin was rolling for stats, and I left to go to the bathroom and I came back and I looked at the stat spread that Colin had had and I think he had two stats that were above 10 okay. and they were 11. Okay. And I was like, hey, this is on. a really bad, this is a really bad stat spread. I think you should maybe no, roll it again. Fine. No. Because there were like some sixes. There was They're like the a couple best fours. characters. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, but. I was questioning <laughs> how. So he, he grabs his dice and he rolls them again. And I look into the tray, and he's rolled 44s. And I go, no wonder right. your stats are so bad. So okay. here's where I get to <laughs> defend my brain yes. was way back. And again, it's like I haven't touched dice in a, in a while anyway. Mm-hmm. But like way back, it was like um, my <laughs> my my game mentally for knowing which which die was which mm-hmm. in the smaller numbers. Because like, you know, you're, al- you're always grabbing D20s and stuff. But yeah. Um, when I was looking at the the lower numbers, I was like, okay, so the six would not be the triangle. Nope. My head says that would be a six. Hmm. And so, but I just inadvertently subverted that in my head mm-hmm. when I rolled. So whatever. That's my defense. No, I'll problem. roll with that. Hey, and you know, it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it happen in actual place. Don't worry. Um, I don't know if there's any help, but I um, do different colors for players who are new oh that's so each that's dice good. is different color so it's like just roll the red one or just roll the green one i don't that's know easy. if that's gonna help i think i think i've given you enough sets of dice at this time <laughs> by, by this point i think i've given you enough sets of dice that you you could probably do that <laughs> you could teach D uh, to kindergartners with that approach it's, it's how yeah you could bring <laughs> it into actually, the school system with that i should it's show how you it is taught yeah uh, there's a twitter account i need to show you at some point there's um uh, this is a quick shout out to Red Wormling. Uh, they uh, is this guy who has this uh, six year old kid who loves playing D anD D and is like a DM and like makes huh. just crazy stuff. They've done like they've made encounters for Bard Rock Cafe in the past. Amazing! And wow! So it's just like you can teach D anD D to kids and they will eat. Yeah. They will yeah. eat that up. Oh yeah. there's uh, different i could especially subject i could go into hours but i won't but (laughs) there's different phrases that kids have so um before six years old they're just going to want to fight and kill everything after Mm -hmm. six they're going to want to interact with people so you just have to kind of mix it but i'll (laughs) but yeah uh back on topic sorry (laughs) yeah all good (laughs) This is the show. It's just we uh, we <laughs> go on it. tangents, and sometimes we'll talk about the show that we're supposed to talk about. No, um, never. <laughs> not, not even once. Uh, Long story short, I'm a noob, and that's okay. We all are. I'm we green. All were at one point, I, you know, like two two fifths of our table, and now like half of our table technically are uh, pretty much new players. Hmm. We started recording for Wayfaring Strangers Calamity in. March or April of 2020, uh, and then uh, kind of sidelined it for a little while, and then started releasing in March of 2021. I think to also note, like when we first sought out to record this material for that campaign, the recorded side of that 
my whole life being in audio and production and stuff like that, we could have easily at that point found a way to make the production at a higher level. But I think the the decision that we made back then was we were tossing around the idea of doing something either like a Patreon or akin to a Patreon mm -hmm. for the band and right. thinking of some some random things um, like us playing D&D, &D, basically being like a side thing that people could enjoy um, outside of specific music-related material, mm. um, which the, the Patreon thing, um, at least at this point, uh, is, is still not a thing that we've actually dove into, but... Um, but yeah, that's we, we we started it with the intention of like, yeah, this is just like a simpler recording that people can grab onto and we won't have to do as much production with it. And then we're like, well, let's let's actually make this a podcast. So like um, the material. You know, well, I mean, in post production, we worked with what we could to, to make it better and, and compose music and stuff for it and and all that. But yeah, the like with Crystalline Cavern, which is currently released like that, that is more like the current um setup that we do so all it's not completely isolated there's mic bleed and all that stuff but everybody has a microphone and uh, there's a lot more that goes into it so that's kind of like how we got into it and how we decided the production factoring yeah because when we when we started it was uh we were all on discord and mm -hmm. our our setups uh kind of ranged from you know colin who has his professional like audio engineering setup to yeah. Jake who was recording or who was just uh, on his phone. <laughs> yes. For sure. There there's also there's a moment in <laughs> there's a moment in like one of the like first half episodes where you can hear Jake leave his house, get into his car and go to the store and buy something and drive back. <laughs> I was going to ask what happened to that point <laughs> because I could hear it. But I was like uh... To, to be fair, I know the audio quality ranges, but you can hear everybody. You can hear mm -hmm. what everybody says, even, like I say, going into the car and, and getting something from the store. <laughs> Which, yeah, I was like, something's going on in the background here. What's going on? I can hear, like, the ding-dong as it went through the oh, door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, like, it's, it's like a, it's just a funny, like... It doesn't have anything to do with like the game or the podcast at all, oh. but it's just a funny moment that like when I go back and listen, I'm like, "That's what's going on." That's what it's it is. So, it's great. But everybody comes through really clearly. You can hear what everybody is saying. Just kind of shows that maybe the mixing or whatever you guys have done and the, the leveling afterwards has just kind of brought everybody up to the same standard. Really, I, I think we definitely have kind of a a bit of a leg up on other like podcasts or actual plays like in our market just because we have colin and his knowledge of like how audio works hmm. so from the gate even with the limitations that we had how we were recording and everything it was very easy to just be like well i can kind of tweak it a little bit so it's usable hmm. yeah i tried to i think i just tried to mix like because i think that whole feed it, again it's been a while but i think what i did was basically try to just do the best mix that i could in the actual discord chat because that was all i could really like, like we didn't have anybody else recording themselves like if everybody was recording their own like if jake had a way to, <laughs> to record his phone um locally and then you know bring it all into a session like that 
then it would be easy. I mean, it would still sound that same way, but, um, but yeah, it was just kind of the magic of, you know, there's, there are audio engineers that work on discord and they gate the audio. Um, right now I'm actually holding a button down just because I was going to try that out, but, but yeah, they, they gate the audio when you're not talking. So granted, if something's loud enough, like a, a door ding into the grocery store that will come through. But, um, yeah, it just, it kind of worked to do it that way. Uh, Not the most fascinating and fun things to talk about, but that's, that's my world. No, I love it. I, I think it shows that the passion is there and, and the knowledge is there and, and the enthusiasm, um, just, just, and, and you're using the techniques and talents that you have to bring something new to the, the system sense speaking of talent yeah, totally can we talk about some of the music that uh <laughs> colin has written for the show because especially i you know in the later half you know we we don't we don't have a whole lot of like backing background music in mm. calamity it's usually reserved for like intro mid-roll ending mm-hmm. but uh, most of that was you know composed specifically for like the moment in the episode uh, and yeah, Marty wrote some stuff too for I did Calamity. write a couple things. Right. I'm not much of a songwriter, but I, I did a couple just tiny little pieces here and there. And uh, Eldon actually wrote uh, like some songs, mm. like um, the the end of the episode where Sprout uh, leaves. That's oh. a that's a song that uh, Eldon wrote and recorded himself. I did wonder. I did. I was gonna ask. it's it's a very fun like our our process kind of like when we do stuff like that is uh, i'll come over to the studio we'll sit down colin will just pull up a moment and start you know plugging away and every now and then i'll chime in and be like hey what if we did like this Mm. or you know and in like the span of an hour or two we have like another piece done that we can just plop into the podcast amazing so yeah it was on my list of questions to ask, which was who does the music. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a team effort for it's sure. Team effort. Uh, lately, it's been mostly Colin, but uh... I know we're talking about calamity more so. But mm-hmm. Crystalline Cavern again, because that one's out. I'm working on music for other stuff too, D and D wise, which I'm excited about. But Crystalline Cavern, I love what what happened musically in oh, that yeah. one. <laughs> So this is, if we're talking about music, that one's a fun one for, for me to plug. Because that one definitely we, uh, were able to add more, like in like the actual moments of gameplay rather than like, here's a just quick transition thing into like a mid roll or Hmm. like here's the end of the episode. Uh, It actually you know, comes in while we're in character playing the game. And yeah, there's a occasional moments I I try to find the right balance because you know if i try to do uh, sound design rather than music if i'm trying to do some sound design you know there's like there's a bit of a decision factor in like okay how how much of this do i want to um actually think up or how you know Mm -hmm. like for example in calamity at the beginning during ryan's um intro monologue i can't remember the uh if he gave this guy a name but it's that that man sitting on the dock, and he gets pulled pulled out into the water. Um, and I actually like used some sounds um, 
mixed some things in um, that essentially were like, you know, him hitting his head as Ryan stated and then him falling into the water and then like in the water, it kind of like slowly moves its way off where like once he hits the water, you hear that that's panned to like the far right or something. So it's like there are moments like that mm. underneath the music that I think are fun. But again, it's it's not something that you want to do the whole way through because one, that would just take forever to try to you know fully in the footsteps or or all that kind of stuff but um i do i do like some of the sound design in more of like a humorous way too like um in crystalline cavern when eldon's um elephant man character yells every now and then when he does the certain signature thing <laughs> that he that he does in that character right. you just hear it echo in a <laughs> ridiculous way and so like sometimes it's just fun to like put something stupid in there like that but amazing i'm gonna have to listen to this it sounds amazing it's definitely a a taste of things to come if nothing mm. else just because it's uh you know what we're using for our setup more nowadays uh, we've, we've gone through like several iterations of like okay this is how we're going to record for the time being because we started on discord and then we moved into the studio but we were all just sitting in the like control room with a room mic and then ryan just has his own microphone and then the rest of us just shared like a pair of room right. mics okay yeah it was just a stereo pair of microphones um and then yeah ryan had his own specific one so sometimes it's like you get a weird phasing issue too hmm. but it is kind of interesting because you can kind of hear like it plays a part in discerning who's talking a little bit in that setup because some people you can kind of hear are not just down the pipe center in the recording. There's a little bit of, of panning naturally that happens with the stereo thing. But um, yeah, that was, an, that was an interesting setup. And then if we ever get around to, I don't know if this is spoiling much, but if we get around to finishing the uh, second season of Calamity, um, I don't know if you plan to talk any anything about that at all in this, but um, that is a tentative thing at this point yeah. um i guess is the safest way to put it but um, we're working on it we'll see if it actually comes yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it goes somewhere but yeah the first episode of that actually was recorded in the in the old setup so like they're the the first episode of that season actually has has existed um before we really started recording the second season again if it does come out but yeah and now yeah. we like just have some folding tables that we put out and everybody gets their own mic and has a pop filter and wow. we feel really nice and professional and it's a, it's a good time. It does take us like about an hour <laughs> or 30 minutes to an hour to set everything up, but it's worth it. <laughs> it also is, it takes a while because it's in my live room space in my studio. So, so there's <laughs> it's just, always yeah, a there's bunch of a, moving instruments everywhere. We kind of have to like <laughs> shove everything into the corners. And... Wow. <laughs> Get around set up. Got it. So it's, it's more of a temporary space that you have to keep building up and putting down again. Yeah. Totally. But uh, yeah, outside of uh, production, uh, what what, do you, what did you think about the, the story of, uh, of Calamity <laughs> Season 1? I really enjoyed it. I, I I could tell that everyone had kind of, um, even though the characters hadn't met each other, I, I could tell that everybody had met each other before, that you were all friends. Um, There's a lot of like in-jokes and riffing off each other. 
um, that was going on. Um, and it's quite interesting that um, there was quite a, there, there was a point where you rolled very low. Um, I think it was for like an investigation check in the room after the bandits fight. Mm. I don't I don't remember which episode it was. I didn't note it. I really should have noted it. Um, but there was a lot of low rolls, but everybody kept rolling low. And there was a I think there was a point where the DM was just like, okay, you're gonna have to. You were looking for a key, I think, or something. <laughs> And <laughs> I could hear it and everybody's voice going, we're really low, rolling low. But the, the, I think you all did the fail forwards. So DM came up with like, okay, you're just finding, you're finding the key because this is what you need to carry on. But you're just finding a little bit of gold. Everybody was finding something very small. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that sort of fail forwards dynamics that you, you'd all got because you were all sort of like, oh no, he's rolled low. <laughs> he's rolled low and... It was just really fun to listen to a group of people who were obviously could have the banter. If that's, I don't know if you guys know what banter is. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. made it over there. Okay, cool. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, you, you had that camaraderie, camaraderie going on th- that you could sort of say things to each other that you knew wouldn't be taken seriously. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's, there's definitely like just a, a very easy like baseline level of trust you can get at a, at a table like ours just because mm. most of us have known each other since we were kids mm. uh you know we've been doing music together for how many years at this point and you know it it it, it does translate very easily into a table because you know you're just playing a game with your friends and mm. it it's uh i think a, a strength of the show that we didn't like we didn't have to like cast like a group of people to come on the show and and like get to know each other over the course of making the show Mm. it's just hey we're already people that are close to each other and we like playing this game and we want to share it with Mm. people i don't know you've all got some (laughs) strange character on strange characters i'm gonna say strange characters but on paper sprout wouldn't work as a um if somebody came in and said i want to play a nine-year-old child in a in a campaign where there's a lot of um jake's character wants to almost sort of get the sword out every option every opportunity that he has and yet he took sprout under his wing immediately and everybody sort of gathered around sprout and went because i think that just shows how well-rounded yeah. and friends that you all are because oh, you yeah. can just we take were... We were definitely, uh, we were all about it until we got like two combats into the <laughs> story and we were like, <laughs> he, he, you haven't, you haven't attacked anything. You haven't done. I don't know <laughs> how that, how that, uh, conversation or if there was one yeah, that's my next question. <laughs> between Ryan and Eldon went with that first, uh, character iteration, mm. but I don't know. It also makes sense though with, with Zario because I mean, Jake is probably the most family man of the. Of the group too, yeah. so yeah. that that mm-hmm. that really makes sense when you look at it, if you know him personally. Right. Yeah. The 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 sprout uh, dynamic with with really I think everybody in the cast was uh, was fun, and I think it uh, it didn't overstay its welcome. It ended when, but it, it ended before it became like a thing that was going to be like a problem at the table. I think. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. And the then, weasel was the last straw. Yeah, that was it. That was <laughs> yeah, the weasel. That weasel in the uh, Yeah. <laughs> and then we got, and then we got, uh, truly like without, 
with with as little bias as I can muster, my favorite character in an actual play, Hugh <laughs> William Foster. Mm. Same. <laughs> I love Hugh. I think Eldon uh, is, was born to be an old man. Um, the, the voice he does, it's perfect. Uh, a lot of uh, mannerisms, everything. The mannerisms, like there's so much into it table. that he didn't probably even have to think of. No, he <laughs> and like uh, just for lived into some it. of the calamity season two stuff, just like the way he talks and with like the upgraded microphone, he can like get in closer and like whisper more often. Mm. And you're sitting there and you're like, you're you're just like a seventy year old man in a twenty four year old's body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was my favorite. His vocal range, though, man, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, so another backstory thing for Eldon as a human being in real life is fantastic opera singer amongst other things but he he can fling up into really high tenor range no problem but then like when he's Hugh like he's hitting like low D's mm-hmm. and just like like I'm a baritone and he sometimes in speech goes easily lower than me and I don't know how he does wow. it but it's perfect for Hugh he's <laughs> The kid's insane. Uh, look for him on like some voice acting stuff in the near future. I I, I really think he'll be a, a, a big name <laughs> one day. Eldon, if you're listening, <laughs> hi. I'm talking. I'm going to talk to you up. <laughs> Hey folks, we just want to take a break from the action to let you know how you can support the show. As a part of Bard Rock Network, you can support us through a number of affiliate programs, where a portion of your order goes to support the network. Everyone loves dice, right? FanRoll Dice can make dice of all shapes and sizes, as well as accessories like trays, bags, and towers. Or, maybe you want to take better campaign notes. Just check out Minva RPG and look at their assortment of campaign journals and tools. Finally, you can level up your game night with tea or coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. In addition to delicious tea and coffee, they have stickers, tokens for your favorite trading card games, and playmats. Qualifying orders even come with free dice. All of those affiliate links can be found in the show notes, and you just need to use the code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. Most folks don't realize it, but the world is ripe with monsters. And when you have a monster problem, you need someone who is smart. I came over here, I saw that there was a crime scene. I figured, you know, I'd park here on the... the... Crime scene. Brave. It's just not our fight. We just honk the horn, everybody dissipates, and we just ride away. And qualified. If nobody is going to, to assist David with this, he is going to pull out his nunchucks. Who gave him those nunchucks? Van Helmen's family is none of those things, but they're the best we've got, so check them out on Monster Cafe. Available now wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Out of all the parties I've played with, uh, the Calamity Party was like my favorite. And I look back on it fondly every time I go back and listen or, like, if we're working on something new. Uh, Galuzo is 
of course, uh, very near and dear to my heart. Uh, one of my favorite D&D characters I've ever made. Were there any favorite moments with him that you enjoyed? Favorite moments. Oh, um, totally. <laughs> um, I will... Go for it. I, I, gosh, I hope I don't forget kind of how this how this happens. Um, there was one moment where... Oh, I can't remember who it was between. Oh, I think it was prior to the to light him on fire mm. moment. Um, not to steal it from you, Marty, because that's probably yours. But um, prior to that moment with, and uh, might have to help me on, on the name of the person that, that the drow elf that Hugh is going to, to oh, find. Uh, Wilton. Yes, Wilton. So um, upon... Wilton entering the room and and talking with the the party or Wilton rolled some sort of um devious spell or cast some something naughty and uh Hugh is basically like kind of out of character but also still sort of in character um in the voice saying something like uh this would have been a suicide mission oh, yeah. on, on my own. And then everybody just didn't say anything for like three seconds. And then, then he, then it was like fully realized. Yeah. He cast um, a, and I was like that, I don't know if that was like an intentional plot point that Ryan set, um, for Hugh to go into the woods to find this, this elf that was already associated with, with them. Um, and then, unintentionally link up with the rest of who the party is and then us aid him in that and him come out unscathed in the end when it was maybe supposed to be the other way around. If Ryan did that, that was just brilliant uh, work, I think. But if not, that was one of the best lived um, randomized like um, improv things that you could probably find. <laughs> yeah. I I had forgotten about that moment until like the delivery we were, is so funny though. when we were both going back and listening and you're you're like you have to listen to this again and I did and I was like man that's actually an underrated moment <laughs> because that whole like that episode seven and eight like where we meet Hugh and are introduced and go on that little mini adventure there's so many just amazing things and you can tell like that this character even though it's kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum from sprout like but still has like the same weird issue of like uh i don't know we have to like be careful of this old man when we're in combat mm. it's, it's still like very apparent that the character just fits in with the party almost immediately yeah and yeah and there's just so much good in especially those two episodes uh, yeah i think the the character introductions in this first season were well done too um Starting starting out with with Ruri, that one makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, yeah, just what, what's the uh, maybe maybe this is a question you had already, Marty. But uh, what's the overall feeling of like this would be our essentially our our debut as a podcast? Um, how does it you know aside from like the production and aside from any of the other things we could talk about? Like if the focus is how does this feel as the first run for us to put out, you know, how does that speak into the podcast itself? And I mean, that's kind of like, I think, a, that's, I, I think that's actually very, uh, 
worth talking about right now because uh, we just got done recording the episode where we talked about uh, the dungeon run, and I had uh, gone on record saying that um, the uh, start of that show was very slow and it made it a little harder to invest in. Mm. Um, and I think we sort of run into a similar issue at the beginning of Calamity, especially in episode one, uh, just because there is a lot of um, you know, set up and, you know, it's kind of unavoidable in, in actual play to have, you know, introductions take, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. But, mm. um, I think once we actually like get at least the three, like people that were in episode one together, once that all happens and we just dive into combat and then episode two, uh, get, you know the fourth piece of the puzzle so to speak in there it kind of you know it's it's we have a good mix of role play to combat i think maybe i don't know i'd agree with that yeah Yeah, i mean it definitely starts out slow and and i think most of that you know I, i can speak for myself easily on this but a lot of that just attributes to being new to role playing and Mm -hmm. you know we're all as people that already know each other, we're also jumping into a, a new, a new form of communication essentially with like, okay, we are, we're acting together now. And you know, how does this, how does this look? We're also acting while we're sitting down and like, you know, it's, that's, that's a new realm to enter as a mm. group of friends too. Mm. But you know, me and, and Jake being new to D and D and all that, um, it, I mean, yeah, it definitely moves slow at the beginning, but I think that that corner is is turned pretty quickly, um, and it definitely improves, like you said, when we get further on in and and things fall into place and we start to realize, you know, some some plot and we kind of find some agency in our characters. Yeah, and and I think part of part of it kind of lends to. Uh, a topic I lo- I love to talk about on this show so far is the runtime of an actual play. <laughs> I want to talk about it every episode because I think it's an important thing to measure. Mm. Um, our first couple episodes start off slow, but they're also less than two hours long. Uh, if Absolutely. You have, if you have a if you have a slow starting campaign that you know picks up around episode five or six, but each episode is three to four hours long that's way more of an investment for something that's gonna maybe get better down the road rather than something that maybe has a shaky start but you know it's it's a very quick you know transition into Mm -hmm. you know the meat of the the meat of the thing i think for me listening to the first few episodes i could definitely tell that the first couple of characters were new but it was from players who were willing to give it a go they were asking you were asking questions um uh, asking how to interact with each other um and it was more of a how am i fitting myself into this environment and how is my character here rather than a i'm completely new i need everything guided to me um and i think it was when marty's character was introduced when you sort of that's when it kicked off but that was like episode two i want to say or end of episode one it it was like three-fourths of the way through episode one i remember i remember sitting and recording that and sitting there for it was nearly an hour yes (laughs) just i was like my mic's muted everybody else is playing having a good time i'm just sitting there going 
oh, I wonder what's on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And then finally mm. I was like, oh, <laughs> I get to play. Mm. Yeah, I think it's digestible. I mean, you know, part of part of me and, and the way that I am as, as like a, a musician, you know, if you go out to a show or if we're playing a show as a band or, I mean, really it stretches this, this mentality that I have stretches anywhere like coming from me being um, on staff at a church. Like <laughs> the, the point in, in doing music or the point in doing anything like that is like, how can we get other people here? Mm-hmm. How can we get somebody who's not already in the circle already to be part of this or enjoy this whole thing or engage with, with us or with this material and runtime is a very easy thing. Like that is a surface level thing that you can look at. Like if someone's like, Oh, Hey, my friends or these people that I know have this podcast and they get on and they look and the, the first episodes are maybe akin to more of, you know, something that they might give a shot on Netflix or something like that, then, Oh, okay. Well, I could, I could sit this through and and check it out. But if you jump on and you're first in your, maybe completely out of the know and with with D and you jump in you're like okay i'll try critical role and it's like holy smokes i gotta watch all of do, do i sit here and do i actually watch all of them or like <laughs> like yeah. do i just listen like how does this work and then it's it's that long like so i think us essentially looking at our our runtime um going into it as like you know, this is a form of outreach in a way, <laughs> then I think that's, that's engaging and that, that looks better, um, you know, from a, a first impression for, for people. Um, again, like me being newer to the, the game and newer to that world, it, that looks better for someone like me. And I would be much more likely to give this podcast a shot knowing that the first episode is under an hour long or something like that, hypothetically. Yeah, definitely you can spend an hour listening to a podcast. It's a small amount of time. It's it's a drive. It's a commute. It's it's something like that. It, it's not totally. really a time commitment. Yeah, it was easy for me to. Um, uh, I was traveling down to Texas, and so like my drive um, back up from Texas to Iowa is around eighteen or so hours, and like wow. to have something, you know like that that or or like if i'm just commuting i commute a half hour to work in a different city mm-hmm. and to to be able to like brush up on some of these episodes again after having not heard them in a long time like that that works for me like it's it's nice to not feel like you barely made it through a quarter of the combat and it's you're you know already an hour through something or mm-hmm. or whatever so i like the the bite-sized uh version of some of what we have starting out. Definitely. I will also say, uh, from I, I've gotten comments from uh, somebody who listened to the show recently. Uh, shout outs to Kenny, the DM for Bard Rock Cafe, um, who has gone on record saying that this podcast is frustratingly good. Um, <laughs> he was able to, you know, we don't have that many episodes out there, but he was able to catch up on us in like maybe two weeks just because his commute is an hour and he can listen to a full episode in a day just by going, you know, to work and back. And I, th- I think that's a good, you know, 
balanced to hit if somebody can catch up on us quickly definitely and not have not feel like they have like a thousand hours of content to sift through before they you know feel like they're engaged with the community Mm. yeah you've got a (laughs) quick idea of catching up and and you can kind of figure out within the first hour or so whether it's for you or not Mm -hmm. did you listen to the respite episode that we did or is that something that you didn't get around to? It, that was it, our it's, yeah. It's like uh, our kind of talk back thing that we did at the end of season one. It's it's just right after episode ten. Possibly. Yeah, it's just a wrap up kind of thing where we all sat down and kind of talked over it, which was kind of funny because it was like this, where we're <laughs> like, yeah, it's been a while since we've done this, yes, <laughs> and now it's been yes. even longer. <laughs> <laughs> but there's I was I was gonna ask I was thinking of that, but I was gonna ask um, how the uh, like. It's a small function of the episode, but at the beginning of an episode when we recap stuff, like, is that something worth talking over? Is that like, how's the flow or I'm guessing that's a standard thing that people do, but maybe it's not. I'm, I'm not fully aware. I will say, uh, the way I did it for what we do, um, I, I never want to do that again <laughs> because <laughs> What I what I did was I would literally take like important like bits that thing that like people would say yeah. and cut it out of the episode and put it into like a recap track. That took too much time. It truly oh no. just took way too much time. I was gonna and say I liked that part. <laughs> I it was it was nice. It was just a whole lot of like digging through the older episodes and going, okay, is this important? Okay, mm. no, somebody said something like this a while back. Yeah. Um. Uh, we might have to revisit how we're doing that or if there's an easier way to do that. Um, it felt but, almost like a telenovela type. Right. Taking the little clips and I was like, I remember this part. I remember this part. And and, and, I, and I did like it because I, I felt like it kind of gave that effect of like, this is a show that you're watching or, mm. you know, listening to. And this would be like a previously on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and can, I, I think yeah. for what it for what it was, it, it 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 fulfills the function. I think I spent too much time on it to justify right. wanting to do it more. Mm-mm. And yeah, I think part of the issue was like, especially in like the second or third episode, I think I made the recap truly like almost two minutes long, and that's way too long. <laughs> I think the one way to kind of bridge the gap, at least with where where it like how you currently would approach that would just be when we, when we edit stuff, um, I can set markers and make notes. Um, and depending on who's doing what kind of editing, I think the easiest thing would just be to make note of those things while we, um, actually edit through episodes and just, uh, yeah. pull pen and paper out if, if anything and write timestamps or yeah. something like that. It might be a, a, a way to alleviate the, headache of it but uh yeah i I it was it was fun uh i really you know this is where i kind of fell in love with you know editing and you know learning how to do that because it was a a project i was really passionate about and you know it it landed me uh you know a spot guest starring on bard rock cafe uh, which led you know about a year and a half later to wayfaring strangers joining the bard rock network so it, it kind of, you know, 
it's it's been a very fun thing to kind of you know keep up with as time goes on mm-hmm. and you know i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say i you know i just like playing the game <laughs> yeah it shows i also like the in character hears the adverts that mm. happens throughout the small little quiet yeah, those, bit. those are fun to do mm. the 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 one that he, Elden does as Hugh in like episode nine or whatever is just because we gave him like the nice mic and that's the first time you hear like the Elden do. Yeah, I told him to just roll with it. It was just me and him, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know how his unhinged mind can just do that, but <laughs> that's what says, it was. Just says it's whatever wonderful. pops into his. But he lets the intrusive thoughts win on a daily basis, <laughs> and and that's why we love him. Um, but yeah, doing the doing the ad reads are uh, in character was very fun. Mm. Um, our ad our like ad spots are actually kind of broken right now because we moved hosts, and we had it set to where like, you know, so the our our previous hosting service would like put in just random ads for the right. show in okay. a spot that we designated. Yeah. But now it's like here's some ads. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're hopefully going to fix that one day, maybe. Hmm. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. There's yeah. so much on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Those little bits that just kind of show how much care is, is taken into the show and how much you, you want to spend in doing it. And, and the nice thing is, like, we didn't... The show, like, doesn't really have and it hasn't never really required that much of a budget outside of what we were paying for hosting fees before Mm. joining the network because Colin already had access to all the equipment and we were already, you know, set up to do something like this. And, you know, we, we had a very, we had a very clear advantage like coming out the gate because this is what, you know, some of us do for a living. Mm. And it just lent itself well to doing a project like this, I feel like. And I think I've gone through all my questions, to be fair. Wonderful. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, this is my part where I plead with you. Please, please, please go <laughs> listen to Wayfaring Strangers. I promise it'll be worth it. We have more stuff coming. Uh, actually, by the time this episode of this show comes out, we will have uh, another three-part miniseries of Wayfaring Strangers called The Uncanny Valley available to listen. So be on the lookout for that. If you haven't listened to it yet, go do that. If you have listened to it, uh, tag us on social media and tell us what you thought. Definitely. Even if you thought it was terrible. Who knows? (laughs) We need that engagement. We need constructive (laughs) consistency, definitely. And now, as always, we are at the end of our show, and we will be rolling a d20 to determine the topic of the next episode. Mm-hmm. So I have the dice in my hands this week, and Definitely. I am rolling now. Ooh. I got a 10. <gasps> that is... 10 is Unprepared Casters. Nice. So as we're, as we're wrapping up today, I just want to give a quick thank you to Colin for agreeing thank to take you. time out of his very busy schedule to come talk about our show again because it's been a long time since we've recorded and we're just getting back into it i want to get everybody excited about it again that's been wonderful 
getting back in. Gave me another reason to listen to it recently. I'm just stoked for all the all the other stuff that's coming out too that um, that we've been working on. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, we have it's good we have stuff. a lot in the we have a lot in the can for the hopefully near future. But until then, uh, we will see you in our next episode where we talk about arc one of Unprepared Casters. Uh, thank you so much for listening to College of Whispers. Thank you. And may your backlog grow ever shorter. Thanks for listening to College of Whispers. Our intro and outro song is Everything by Winter Wayfarer. Check them out on all major streaming platforms. You can find College of Whispers on social media at all the relevant places listed in the show notes. College of Whispers is a Bard Rock Network production. Learn more about the network in the show notes and on social media. Thank you for checking out our show. As a reminder, we're a part of Bard Rock Network, who you can support by checking out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games. Support a local game store, get yourself some TTRPG essentials, and help the network produce more excellent content. It really makes a difference. Our show and all the other shows on Bard Rock Network wouldn't be possible without the support of people like you on our Patreon and Ko-fi. That's why we like to thank supporters who pledge above a certain tier at the end of Network Productions. This month's top supporters are Sarah, Queen, Vera Lore, and Paul. Thank you all so much for supporting the network. If you want to get shoutouts and other rewards, pledge on our Patreon or Ko-fi today.